This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Buddy Michael, and welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. We are officially in season two. I am so excited. These past few weeks in the break from our regular programming, I've really missed you. I hope you had a nice August, even though the summer definitely didn't look like summers we're used to. I hope you found some joy in the times you shared with friends or family or sweet moments with yourself. A lot of people are talking about how 2020 has been such a revolutionary year with a lot of growth and a lot of pain and a lot of realizations. We're a few months away from the presidential elections, and I know the environment is only going to get more tense this fall. So I think it's important that here at Exo Higher Self, we stay connected and support each other during this time and remember that no matter what happens, our love and care for each other will only grow stronger because we are expanding and becoming more aligned with a purpose greater than ourselves. We can't know the future, and that's why we shouldn't exhaust all of our energy worrying about it. What we can do is wake up every morning with gratitude for what we do have and take it one day, one moment at a time as we imagine and work for a more loving world. We are all born into different bodies, different circumstances, different environments, different teachings. We're all different in so many ways, but we are on the same path. We have the same goal. We want the best for ourselves and the world. This is what community is. And for the next 20 to 30 minutes, let's just be here together. Here's the first question. Bonnie Mitchells, my name is Louison. I listen to you from Brussels, Belgium. I usually speak French. I admit I have exercise to do this. So despite my French accent, I hope everyone will understand all I'm saying. First, I really want to thank you for your work on this podcast and on Instagram and also all the people who ask questions because it really is helping me. I'm calling you because sometimes I have the impression that I don't know how I am feeling it feels, it feels like I can't have access to them and I don't know how to. And when I identify some of my feelings and needs, I can't stop questioning them. I always asking myself, am I lying to myself? 
is there something else I want to hide? I search and sometimes I have difficulty to trust and believe my own self. I keep saying I don't know how I feel, I don't know how I feel or I don't know what I need even if I know deep down that I know because I am me. I am the best person to know that, right? I should know that. I don't know what to do in this situation. I just freeze and start being super anxious. So, did you have any advice? Thank you. Merci. Have a nice day. It's okay to not always know how you feel about something or why you feel a certain way. Feelings are transient. They're always evolving. There doesn't have to be a definitive way to feel about anything because life is full of unknowns, contradictions, trauma, healing, growth, pain, anger, joy. We move through our feelings like waves in the ocean, sometimes calm, sometimes like a monsoon. Our feelings don't define us, just like our thoughts don't define us. We are the awareness behind our feelings and thoughts, the space where feeling and thought exist. So when you're judging yourself for not knowing how to feel, you're basically just feeling bad about feeling confused. You're just adding another layer of feeling, and that's okay to do, but it isn't necessary and can produce a lot of unnecessary suffering. Now, when it comes to needs, I'm going to focus on what your higher self knows you need, and that is the awareness of love, both internally and externally. In any situation where you're not sure what you need, the question you should be asking yourself is, what will bring more love to this situation? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? What do I need to say and to who? And your higher self will guide you. The answers don't always come right away. You might need to take some time to understand where your higher self is guiding you, what direction your path is going. Sometimes we have to unpack all the layers of baggage we're carrying around to walk on that path with more ease. Sometimes we have to sit in stillness with our eyes closed to tune out all of the distractions. Sometimes we are inspired by other people's higher self that help light the way before us. But we have to trust that even if we make a wrong turn, we will find our way back on the path. Because you can't rush this awakening. It actually does not exist in time as we know it. It only happens in the now, which is higher self's time. As long as you prioritize what is most important and focus on how to become more fully aware of your wholeness now, the form of how you get your needs met will become more clear. It might seem that we have so many different needs, but we actually only have one. It just comes in many forms. It's love. Food is love. Shelter is love. Abundance is love. Kindness is love. Intimacy is love. Sustainability is love. Friendship is love. Growth is love. Nature is love. Interdependence is love. Community is love. Peace is love. And it is everywhere, ready to walk with you. Hi, Bunny. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about how we're perceived by others and how we should react to that. So 
Um, I know that I am a friendly and kind and uh, approachable person when you first meet me. That's something that I really like about myself. But recently, since moving to a new city and um, having to meet a lot of new people, I've been told by my friends that to them I come across as kind of cold and um, like I don't want to be talking to them when you first meet me. And that really shocked me and made me um, rethink a lot of things about myself. And also it was this trait that I, or is this trait that I'm, so proud of in myself and so I guess what I'm asking is how do you know where to draw the line with caring about how you come across to others if you're like it's actually a subconsciously cold person or and where do you just stand your ground and go no I know that that's not true about myself okay thank you okay I can relate to this because people have said the same thing about me that I can come off as indifferent when I meet new people Actually, my spouse has told me that before. And I'm not a cold person, and neither are you. The truth is, people make a lot of assumptions about everyone they meet based on their own projections. I'm sure your friends were trying to be helpful in telling you this, but it's also their assumptions too. The fact is, we can't control people's perceptions, but we can control how we perceive ourselves. You said you know you are a kind, warm, and friendly person. You know what's in your heart better than anyone else. Trust yourself. And it's also not easy to move to a new place and meet a bunch of new people. It's okay to be a little standoffish or cautious in new environments as well. There is no right or wrong way to be who you are. In my case, because I share so much of myself publicly, I like to keep a pretty tight-knit group socially because I crave intimate connections. I have like no filter, so I want to be around people I feel at ease with. I used to think there was something wrong, like I wasn't social enough, but now I realize it's just what I like. It's not that I'm indifferent, it's that I care a great deal, and if you get close to me, I'll probably talk to you about my innermost feelings And maybe like running into you in front of the bodega or at a club isn't always the right environment for me. You never know what anyone is going through when you meet them. Not making judgments is always a good practice. That being said, it's a good idea to work on being more present in our lives. Being in the moment instead of in our heads opens us up to more authentic exchanges with people and we can let go of perhaps some unnecessary walls we have put up in order to get to know someone on a deeper level if it feels safe. It's a balance and it's all about what feels right for you. Maya Angelou has a great quote that says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Most of our communication happens on an energetic level. And the more aware of your higher self, the more in tune you will be with other people's higher selves. That's an energy that most people will intuitively feel and be drawn to. Think about it. There are perhaps some people you meet who talk and talk and talk, but you don't necessarily get an authentic vibe from and don't really feel comfortable around. And then there are people who don't say as much, but you feel at ease with them in a sort of unexplained way. Like you just like, I like their vibe. There's a sort of openness and a feeling that this person isn't trying to be anyone but themselves, and with that comes a feeling that you don't have to be anyone but yourself around them. 
That's connecting on a higher self level, and it's the kind of connection we all long for. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for answering my question. So something that I've noticed recently about myself is my extreme need for external validation and the weird anxiety that I get when I don't get it. So being a single person, dating is you know, a little bit difficult. <laughs> but I think I always, I, I, I can feel discouraged sometimes when I don't get that validation from the person that I'm on a date with, like when they don't kind of express interest or, you know, we just don't get on as people or whatever. Um, and I often find that sometimes I'll even kind of like not necessarily lie about who I am, but I'll, I'll tailor what I talk about and I'll tailor like what interests I bring up just because I think that the other person would like me more because I'm interested in these things. It sounds really stupid, but I do it all the time. Um, and it's even gotten to the point where like I post things on Instagram specifically because I know it will impress certain people and not necessarily because I actually want to post it. And I don't know, it's just been something that's really been weighing on me recently and something that I've really recognized that I need to stop doing. So I was wondering what your tips are for overcoming that and for being able to just be confident enough in myself to express who I truly am and not fear, you know, judgment or, you know, being able to validate myself from within myself rather from other people. Thank you. Everyone wants to feel accepted, especially in a world that's structured on hierarchies. I mean, it's no coincidence that there are likes on social media. We love looking at the world through the lens of our egos, the part of us that needs to be better than other people in order to feel worthy. Because that's what we were taught to do. It's how we were told we will achieve success, to be better than other people. Smarter, better looking, more athletic, more creative, harder working. The whole basis of capitalism depends on some people having more than others. We all try to get that approval in our own ways, so don't think that you're the only one who struggles with this. I can tell you sometimes I'll share something really vulnerable on Instagram where it looks like I must be fearless about being my authentic self, and even in that moment of courage, I'm still counting the likes. Why? Because we're human and we live on planet Earth and we can't expect to fully be enlightened all the time. When I write the memes and I say, me, blah, 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 and then higher self, blah, 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 I think what the me part says is just as powerful because we are both. Because the more we accept our humanness, 
our struggle with our ego identity, the more compassionate we are with the ways we still need to grow and the less we take it so seriously. It becomes a lot more playful, like, haha, there I go again, counting likes, making myself miserable for no reason. Ironically, accepting our ego makes it less powerful over us. The key is to create more space, i.e. more awareness of the fact that sometimes we behave from the perspective of our higher self and sometimes we behave from the perspective of our ego and it's our choice. We have the freedom to make that choice. You have the freedom to be on the spiritual path or not. You could lie to everyone you meet about yourself and that would be your choice. There's a lot of people out there who do choose that. But the fact that you sent in this question means you have a lot more self-control than you give yourself credit for. You're making choices from your higher self all of the time. You are kind, thoughtful, giving, caring. You are trying to do better. And that's really all our higher selves want from us is the willingness to be on this path. You're already doing it. All you have to do is keep going. And the more you let yourself be imperfect the less you will feel the need to be anyone other than yourself. Hey, Bunny. Uh, My name's Emma, and on behalf of everyone listening, I know we are all so appreciative of the work that you do, that you all do behind the scenes of Exo Higher Self, but also for creating this platform for us all to be our raw and authentic selves. It's really inspiring to continue to be vulnerable with each other and I just love this podcast for that so thank you um I wanted to ask you a question about trust and forgiveness specifically um I found myself in a relationship where there was a significant breach of trust made by my partner um we are in an ethical non-monogamous relationship But for four months back in the winter, I didn't know about my partner's other partner. And they actually ended up lying to me to my face when I found out from a third party about my partner's other partner when I asked them about it. So we did have a really long, hard, but good conversation about this breach of trust. And it did lead me to understand why my partner did the things that they did, even though those actions are really not excusable in the end, but it allowed me to understand better. And I know that forgiveness is a powerful tool, but I would really love to know your thoughts on forgiveness and how you can build back trust or when to realize it's the right time to walk away. I find myself constantly in the position of getting hurt more than I need to because I forgive easily and I want to see the best in people, but that doesn't always work out. And I don't want to become closed off to people, but I also want to know when to protect myself from negative people and situations. Um, I would love to hear what you think. Thanks again, Bunny. I think a lot of people confuse forgiveness with accepting behavior or saying whatever that person did is okay with them. And that's why people associate forgiveness with weakness. But forgiveness is a willingness to see whatever that person did from a place of compassion. In other words, from the perspective of higher self. And what does higher self see? Higher self sees that people treat people the way they feel about themselves. 
It takes confidence to be vulnerable and honest and communicate your needs truthfully. It takes self-compassion to have compassion for other people. Higher self is the vision to see the truth of a situation. And the truth is that every conflict comes from a lack of love. Whether that's internally or externally, conscious or unconscious, in that moment when they're making that choice, they are unwilling or unable due to lack of awareness to take the higher road and be honest. But even when you do forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you have to stick around in the relationship. It doesn't mean staying will even be helpful because you can't control where people are in their journey and the loving thing to do very often is walking away. Not only because you love yourself enough to know that you deserve better, but sometimes staying just enables the other person. It depends on the situation, which you know your situation better than me. You said you had a good understanding of why your partner made that choice and I'm glad to hear the two of you are communicating on that deeper level and your partner is taking responsibility and you realize it didn't happen because you weren't enough. One thing that really stuck out to me in your question was you said you often get hurt because you forgive a lot and want to see the best in people. Well, seeing the best in people doesn't necessarily mean that they see the best in themselves all the time, just like sometimes you consciously make choices from your higher self and sometimes you don't. And seeing the best in people also means seeing the best in yourself and making choices that come from a place of self-respect. If you look back, most often there are red flags or little intuitions that you ignored or tiny little self-sacrifices in a relationship dynamic before a larger betrayal. In terms of your relationship now, I can't really answer that question for you whether you should stay or not because although it would be ideal that you totally let go of your anger and were an enlightened higher self 24 hours of the day, it's also totally okay if you're just not able to let it go right now or feel like you can't get that sense of trust back. Forgiveness and getting back to a place of trust take healing and healing takes time. And sometimes that's really hard to do when you haven't taken some space to process your experience on your own terms. Because what happens a lot is the relationship stays focused on them. How are they behaving now? Are they working on themselves? Are they telling the truth? Are they really sorry? Can I see that they've changed? And it's no wonder you still don't feel empowered because they seem to still hold all the keys in the situation. The betrayal made you feel unseen and now that you're so focused and worried about them making the same mistake again, you still feel unseen. Taking this experience seriously, not in terms of letting it overwhelm you, but giving it enough importance to see that it's going to require a refocus on you. At this time, what can you do to feel more empowered in yourself to help heal that wound? Empowerment comes from spending some quality time in self-care and focusing on your needs and prioritizing yourself so you can process, repair, and mend your hurt. Your partner has their own work to do too. So perhaps the question is, do you feel like you can focus on your own healing and stay in the relationship simultaneously? Because until you focus on your healing, whether you stay with them or not, you will continue to carry those wounds with you even to another relationship and unconsciously become distrustful of any other future partner regardless if they deserve it or not. So that's something that you should think about. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, and directly support the making of Exo Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash exohigherself. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at exohigherself. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. Thank you.